oh my god, an episode that doesn't feature a comedian. No, just someone who likes to laugh. Someone who likes to laugh and is probably the smartest person in the room during that interview. Anyway. Like so short. <laughs> Dominic Aitinkowski runs a zombie survival camp locally that is basically an adult camp run by preppers, if you know the term, and with the extremely popular Walking Dead series, whether it's the comic book or the television show, and even your Shaun's of the Deads and and basically in Fido and all these zombie resurgent movies over the last 10 years. 10 years. The whole zombie culture has exploded. And it's a big market. Yeah, I mean, The Walking Dead just represents the sort of the pinnacle of the zombie. But like the, like the iceberg, there is so much more once you actually start digging into it. Do you believe in zombies, Joseph? Sure. They, they have been confirmed to exist but it's not the kind of zombie that you see on the tv shows or in the comic books it's the whole voodoo brought to just the the uh, last thread of your life and then you're brought back to life and you're and you've lost your mind and you take orders so it's out there but it's not the kind of zombie that we're gonna that we see on tv shows you just blew my mind i had no you idea know about this i know about that look it up read a book yeah, yeah, it's um, oh god, how does how does it go? Well, I, I I mean, I gave you the gist of it, but yeah, it's a, it is a voodoo practice. Well, Dominic runs something called the Zombie Survival Camp, which you can definitely check them out at zombiesurvivalcamp.ca. Dominic's just a, an extremely interesting person, also one of the nicest guys I've ever met and coolest and I, I i really just flatter this guy with words because he can control a conversation he's extremely interesting smart knowledgeable and practical he goes out of his way to adapt and learn and 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 grow and this is a great episode for anybody that's interested in you know conspiracy or theories about you know afterlife or or what happens with the zombie apocalypse occurs or it, when it does come or how far away we could be from it i don't know where i stand anymore dominic has really opened my eyes really even the camp itself just sounds so much fun whether or not you're into or believe or understand any of the zombie culture itself and i think that's part of it it's either you respect it and understand it or you appreciate it because you don't understand it and dominic really uh, brings to light a lot of a lot of interesting factors about what they are bringing to the average um, believer and, and and prepper and and basically what could be just a fun weekend with friends zombies revival camp .ca. Check them out. You're listening to Ross Never Sleeps on the Never Sleeps Network. Dominic Aitinovsky. Oh, I was totally Aitinkovsky. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got a I got a V when you sent it over to me. That's what yeah, it's yeah. totally Yeah, yeah. Kov. 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 Kovsky. There's different pronunciations. That's why it's hard. So welcome. Hi. How are you? Fantastic. I'm glad you can finally make it. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, man. It's uh, We've been back and forth and uh, super excited, man. You've been busy. Very busy. You seem like a busy guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I like to keep myself busy, but uh, it's, uh, it goes back and forth. Uh, there's a lot of duties and responsibilities, but at the same time, it's really fun. So. It, it, that's the way it I perform as well. Like I can't do without the balance. If it's busy fun, it's busy, but yeah. you're you're getting both sides of the spectrum here. Yeah, yeah. And totally. You, you're, you seem to be having a lot of fun too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. It comes off that you're you're having a, a a lot of fun with you and your your zombie survival camp. Yes. Well, it uh I I subscribe to the old Chinese proverb, choose a job you love and never work a day in your life. So, uh it's it's playtime. <laughs> I uh, go by the Chinese proverb Teach a man to fish and then eat all his fish. <laughs> yes. You all say you would be the more of the marauder type in the apocalypse. Though. Oh, <laughs> is this something? Are you talking to me in language that I am unaware of right now? Is oh, that no, what that well, was? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sort of getting a feel of what kind of person you'd be. Yeah, I know. Did uh, I Andrew? just reveal too much to you already, Dominic? <laughs> Especially with you coming here for the first time. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little stressful now. So but it's okay. Hopefully the training what, what, pays off. What can you do for me, Dominic? Why are you here right now? No, that's not, that's not what this is. This is a mutual uh, agreement of, uh, of two like-minded people coming and sitting down with a couple microphones. Love your shirt. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, do, would you say that a lot of what you do is kind of like a nerd, like in, in, the, in the sense that it's like a positive thing, the word nerd now, but like, do you find that what you are achieving has a certain niche market to the nerd? Just to, your shirt is a firefly shirt. Absolutely. Of, yeah. of the serenity... Um, the Firefly class the spaceship. Fly, yeah, yeah, the spaceship. <laughs> um, well, yeah, geeks will inherit the Earth. Uh, I truly believe that. You know, it used to be the jocks, and now it's the the intelligent people that can have an, you know, great conversation about Star Wars or Firefly or zombie survival. Um, in terms of the, the business aspect of... Um, we don't really, I, I feel like we straddle a bunch of different worlds together. Um, we, we cater to the fitness freaks, you know, all the CrossFit, you know, gym, gym guys that, uh, and, and, and girls that are just all about the fitness, the boot camps, all that stuff. Uh, on the other hand, we have, uh, the LARPers, the LARPing and like Dungeons and Dragons, the role playing thing. Uh, we also cater to just people into having fun or doing something different on a weekend with some friends. Uh, so people that, uh, you know, are just up for new experiences. Generally, open, uh, we, we often get very open-minded people and very sort of, you know, people that are willing to accept sort of the, the scenario we sort of put them in. Um, and then, uh, and then don't forget about the real survivalists, the preppers and like the, you know, the guys that, you know, really believe that the, the world might come to an end within our lifetime. And it's a good idea to sort of, you know, gain all these skills that will probably make you very invaluable in the future. Um, when there is no sort of world around us that exists today. 
Uh, so we, we always we pride ourselves on being able to to we cater to everybody and 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 straddle a bunch of different worlds. Whereas you know, LARPing may not be for everybody, but if you're into LARPing, you'll be into our stuff. If you're into fitness, you're into our stuff. Uh, if you're you know just into zombie culture, uh, we've had people that don't like zombies and never really got into them come to our camp just kind of like, you know, we'll, we'll see how it is. And by the end of the camp, they're like zombie fanatics and just want to eat everything that is zombie related uh, just because of the experience that they have at camp. What's your theory on the end of the world? I know we're, we're getting right into it right away, <laughs> but you started it. Yeah, what, yeah. What's your belief? Um, well, uh, actually, I was just reading an article today um, about how there's many different organizations, uh, one of them being NASA. There's many of these think tanks in various universities and institutions uh, that have been running these studies um, and uh, basically using algorithms and, and, and data uh, and trends that they've been collecting since like the 70s about everything from like economy to a natural resource uh, uh, resources of the world, uh, pollution, population growths, um, and uh, there are certain trends that these people look at, and it, they've it, it's all in the news right now because all of these different studies have sort of come up with the same conclusions, and that's within the next thirty to fifty years uh, global collapse. And that's not even talking about natural disasters like EMPs or meteors or whatever hitting the planet or, you know, some viral outbreak or something like that. It Just because of us, we're destroying the planet. We're destroying the world that we're trying to sort of maintain. And unless we do, the study basically outlines that unless we sort of engage or, or, or start putting forth immediate, like severe um, uh, changes, uh, to the way we run ourselves and, and, and the way we sort of uh, consume resources and pollute and, and, and energy. Uh, if we're sort of, you know, kind of keep sweeping stuff under the rug, uh, it's going to be global collapse. And, and these are like world-renowned people, organizations from all around the world coming, with this, coming up with the same conclusions. Um, some people might find that scary. I find it exhilarating and, and exciting because we get to do whatever we want with this next world that's coming. Um, you know, it's, it, we're sort of stuck in a, a lot of people, you know, may feel like they're stuck in the world that they're in right now, stuck at a job. And maybe a lot of people aren't happy and it's weird because we have like the best life imaginable here in the Western world. Like this is not a third world country. We have first world problems and, and we joke around about that. And I just think it's it's uh, it's going to be very freeing. Yeah, it's going to be scary, if, and and I don't want to think about you know sort of the negativity aspects of it. But think of the positive. Think of what will come out of it. Uh, you know, sort of rebirth, a renewal of all these geeks and nerds and intelligent, open-minded people, sort of being able, given given the chance to sort of rebuild and and do it a different way and 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 see how that goes. Sounds so. like you've had a lot of discussion with your, your fellow man about the different theories that are going to arise or are currently arising. I, th this is just stuff I'm, I've been sort of getting into and reading. Um, it by, by no means, I don't think 
Um, I'm not one of these people that think the world is going to end or, you know, I'd love to have my first world, first world, first world problems. Um, I love my life. I live a very comfy life and, 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 and safe and secure. Um, but, uh, it's in the news, it's happening. And, you know, there's all these wars breaking out and it's a very scary time for a lot of parts of the planet right now, global warming, all these problems. And, uh, I would love to be able to change everything, um, but all I can do is sort of uh, one of our sort of mandates behind the camp is to sort of uh, there's going to be a shift. There will be a change. Our job is to make sure people are prepared and survive and thrive throughout that change and make it to the other side, sort of. Let's talk about zombie survival camp. Sure. Let's do because it. I want to I bug you about uh, the books you're currently reading and all that stuff that is leading you to pursue this lifestyle mm -hmm. and to uh, pursue others and engage others in this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. How did this all start? Where, where do you get, where does Dominic start and then become this interest, have this interest in zombie culture, in the survival culture, because it's popular. I mean, when I talk zombie, it's either, well, what's big right now, which is Walking Dead, um, even from the comic books, but more so, you see in every major city, you see zombie walks, zombie runs now or, or, or such. And it's interesting to me because the culture is, is kind of separated into a cartoony aspect to it. And some people just like, like they actually think that this is something that's going to happen. If not zombies, some sort of apocalyptic approach to our ending or beginning, depending who you ask. So tell mm -hmm. me, Dominic, where where did this start? Where did this love of this kind of adventure begin? Um, so it uh, it all started. Um, I actually bought the Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks for a friend of mine who was into zombies. Turns out he ended up having the book already and read it and loved it. So I'm like, well, okay, I already bought it. I might as well read it. And I started reading it, and that was my sort of first taste, and and sort of that's what. I couldn't put the book down and I'm not a very strong reader by any means, but uh, I couldn't put the book down and it just sort of, I don't know what it was about it, it, the way he wrote it, maybe just the narrative or the fact that it was, it was taking a, a, something fantasy like a zombie apocalypse, but putting it into a real sort of sense. And, and that really spoke to me. Um, and, uh, one of the things Max Brooks talked about was, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, stock up guns and, and all these weapons and stuff. If you've never actually picked up a crowbar and swung it and, and, and actually envisioned striking a zombie in the head, what makes you think you're going to be proficient at it when the time comes? Uh, so he basically said, whatever you do, practice, whatever skills you think you should have, practice with them now. And, and, uh, I always, I often say, um, uh, it's better to, to sweat in peacetime than to bleed in wartime. Right. Um, and, uh, so I'm like, well, okay, I, I don't have any skills. I I've never taken martial arts before. Uh, I've dabbled in a few things, but never thing, never, nothing ever really spoke to me. But then, uh, he did mention about, uh, like a, a machete fighting style and it actually, it's called Kali, uh, or Arnis. It goes by a different, a bunch of different names, uh, originating in, in different sort of forms, all from the Philippines. And, uh, it basically encompasses stick fighting, um, uh, machete machetes, knife fighting, empty hand, um, a whole bunch of sort of a general sort of weapons martial art. 
and I got involved with that and and uh, I joined a, a, a club and and the teacher was really sort of open and really awesome and and you know they would always ask me like oh you know what do you like martial arts you know like what do you what do you want to get out of this and I'm like I'm really just here because of zombies <laughs> and and they were just kind of you know scoff but I, I developed a sort of side passion for the actual martial arts itself um, but it was because of zombies and I got into martial arts uh, doing the weapons knife fighting that sort of thing um, and then um, I would always sort of I started reading World War Z I was always into camping uh, as a kid um, but then it sort of started combining both worlds that fantasy of planning for the apocalypse and being prepared and you know acquiring these really cool skills that give you a sense of pride and and sort of uh free you and give you um the sort of badass feeling that yeah i know how to weld yeah i know how to make fire from nothing not a lot of people can do that it, it, it's sort of like a, a self journey that I, i'm i'm sort of constantly building myself up and learning really cool new stuff uh, and skills that are sort of diminishing and, and kind of falling falling away in today's society. Like, you know, how many people know how to weld? How many people know how to, you know, work with metal uh, over a fire or something like that? It's These are really cool sort of primitive skills that, uh, you know, due to, you know, because machines and all that stuff, you don't really need to, to know a lot of that. But uh, but anyway, I uh, I had always sort of told people, you know, my retirement plan is going to be to set up a like a zombie survival camp with, uh, you know, and I teach you how to, you know, fight zombies and, and survive in the wild. And, and you know, that was going to be my retirement plan. And then one day I kind of stumbled across a website that said zombiesurvivalcamp.ca and it was the camp that I had dreamed of. And I'm like, these guys fully took my idea for retirement. I got to contact these guys and I shot them an email. I actually ended up buying a ticket for my girlfriend at the time um, to their next camp and also shot them an email saying like, hey, um, I know some like weapons martial arts. If, if you want me to do like a, a seminar or something or a class, uh, you know, I'd love to do be like a guest instructor or something like that. Uh, and so we met, had some coffee. Um, it was uh, both Eric and Peter. They're the original guys uh, that started the business. And uh, I thought these guys were going to be like, you know, a couple of, you know, really, really awkward guys living in their mom's basement. Yeah, zombies. I like zombies and kind of like nothing really got getting off the ground. A lot of ideas, but a lot, very little sort of follow through, which is ends up being a lot of people, unfortunately. Uh, great ideas, but no follow through. And um I met with them and I had all these points about, you know, like branding and I've ran my a business previous to this. Uh, I actually owned my own uh, exotic pet store and um, just sort of self-taught and, and ran it and it was really exciting and fun. Came up to came to these guys and had all these points and they're like, yeah, we know each other from like business school and university and like they had all of the points taken care of. I'm like these it was love at first sight. These guys felt like brothers that I've known forever. We just all from the same mind, same sort of it, it, we were like the same people and 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 really clicked immediately and. uh we got another guy on, uh, Dieter. He's the fieldcraft guy. He's uh, actually you got to have a guy named Dieter. Dieter, it was insane. Yeah, he's very loud, very loud talker, really intense. He's actually from Manitoba. Funny guy, and uh, he teaches. He's our military guy. He's pretty much just Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and he's got a degree in film. So, <laughs> really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's because of the internet. It's because of your yeah. culture. This kind of nerd 
ability to connect with your fellow nerd. Yeah, got absolutely. Got you guys together. Yeah. And now this is your job. Uh, well, I, Part-time it's, job, it's, full-time it's, job, in between the two. I have a regular day job, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, uh, that pays the bills. Sure. But when someone asks me, oh, what do, we, what do I do? I'm the weapons instructor for Zombie Survival. Of course, especially when the girls ask you. <laughs> Anybody, do you do? it doesn't Anybody. matter. I don't care. And uh, it's... Um, I, I don't see myself working there forever. Uh, it's this is going to be something that's that's going to take up a lot more time, and we want it to take up a lot more time. And and we have a lot of plans for for the near future. And uh, you know, it's it's it, my time limited is limited for the regular day job. And it, it sounds like you're striking when the iron is hot. In your head, let's clear this out. The apocalypse is coming. <laughs> Zombies are going to not necessarily rule the world, but be something that we have to be to aware, deal to, sure. deal, to deal with. Yeah. You know, that will be our nine to five one day. <laughs> um, before martial arts, where's the connection? Where did, did you know that I want to do karate or martial arts or, or whatever? The weapons training because of zombies. Why? why where's the connection there? It was it was literally the zombie survival guide, Max just Brooks. Book. It was just that, that book. one book. That book is what is what sparked the fire inside me, and it's and it's never stopped billowing. Wow, I can't I can't even describe it. It's it was just it, we actually met Max Brooks at Fan Expo a couple of years ago. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. Um, and yeah, we talked to him and and like we gave him a T shirt from our camp and uh, we talked about knives and he talked we talked about how he was actually a, he's he's been a prepper his entire life and because he lives in earthquake country so they got like bug out bags and all this survival gear and they got to know how to you know escape the city or whatever and it's uh, it was a really awesome guy and then I've I've listened to more of his stuff uh, very inspirational speaker and he talks about just world problems and how he sees patterns and. And I've, I've just the more I know about him, the more I love him. And, and it's just, you know, it all started with the zombie survival guide. What are the chances of getting him to come to the zombie survival oh, guide? <laughs> We've been fantasizing about it. And here's the thing. Um, when we come up with crazy ideas, it's not a matter of if. It just ends up being when. Uh, so uh, everything we've ever wanted has come true. And we just sort of... Uh, you know, are receptive to it and, and, and put ourselves in a position where we sort of get it. So uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to start getting some cool celebrities involved with our camp at and some point, whether it's a call in or an interview or if he actually shows up and does the whole camp with us as a guest speaker or something, that would be the ultimate experience. A call in is feasible. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, yeah. So any other celebrities that you know of? Well, anybody from from Walking Dead, uh, you know, they're not so much. Um, most of the interviews I've, I've I've seen with a lot of the actors, uh, you know, they sort of got into zombies after the fact and and weren't really, you know, they they get they're actors, so they signed up for a TV show, but they didn't realize the effect of them being in a zombie apocalypse and how much fandom they would receive. And and uh, and they sort of become fans of zombies after the fact, and uh, I think I think that's cool. Do you think The Walking Dead is a good portrayal of of a zombie apocalypse? Of a zombie apocalypse. It, well, it's so realistic the way they sort of do it. It's uh, it's very real. Um, like I mean, it's 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 hard to talk about something that's that's fantasy, but also based on a lot of reality and a lot of science and sort of psychology and, and, and human behavior. Um, 
that show would be great without the zombies period uh you know just the in in intricacies of how these uh, you know uh, characters interact with each other and, and struggles and the problems they have to ha- have to deal with. The fact that they're zombies is just sort of a bonus, I think. Were you a fan of the comic book? Uh, I've only ever read the first one, uh, and it was intense, uh, very cool. Uh, and I like how the story sort of like the, the comic and the TV show kind of they they overlap and then they kind of spread out and they overlap and they kind of do this sort of wave thing where they they um they cross over each other and then kind of become different uh i i here's the thing <laughs> like you said when i first got in it's uh it's it's hard to find time um i'm reading like four books at the time at the same time and 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 trying to sort of take it all in uh having to sort of relax and and being able to enjoy a comic book is 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 tough <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds a little bit opposite um is there a direct correlation to shows like Walking Dead today, 2014, to interests, to an interest in what you're doing? Do you think that people are calling you up because they're seeing this show? They're either thinking that maybe there's some realism or they think full on it's realistic or they're just interested in zombies now because of this pop culture resurgence of zombies. I I think it's... Uh... From when when we talk to a lot of our campers, um, a lot of them uh, seem to be they come from different walks of of interest and 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 uh, get involved different ways. A lot of people come on their like one year anniversaries, or, or we actually had a couple come on a honeymoon. Uh, but a lot of people uh, seem to identify with the the camp aspect. Either they went to camp as kids and want to relive the awesomeness that they had when they, you know, when they uh, experienced camp in elementary school or whatever. Um, and this is it's a camp for adults. And we and we totally relive that experience where people make brand new friends and become friends after the camp and, have you know, come together as strangers and and have to sort of survive together and it brings people close together and and uh it's sort of a really cool experience um but yeah uh, in terms of the zombie interest we've had every it's a spectrum uh we've had people that are strictly into zombies and want to try it out people that are into a lot of outdoorsy survivalists or camping or you know hunters or whatever they want a sort of different experience um, you know, a lot of groups come together because like they just say, Hey, this would be a good idea or let's try this, you know, might be fun. Sounds like an awesome bachelor party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh we actually we were talking to a a, a wedding party of like uh about a dozen people. Uh it turns out they they weren't able to to make it work out uh in the in the time frame. But uh yeah, I know there's there's people that are wanting to do this for like a, a huge private party or whatever. So let's talk about zombie survival camp is it a package deal is it a cost per person kind of deal is everything different if i want to do something fitness heavy if i want to do something prepper heavy survival heavy uh so (laughs) you just asked a lot so uh it it is cost per person uh we feed you and give you warm cabins to sleep in you basically just need to bring a a sleeping bag and and clothes and you're set uh we take care of everything else uh, so it's just a weekend. Uh, Friday, you come up and we sort of introduce ourselves. We get everybody to introduce each other. We do some icebreakers. Basically, uh, we need people to immediately start forming bonds because these are your lifelines. These are the people that are going to help you survive. And the whole 
uh, sort of theme of the camp is that you have to come together. The only way you're going to, you can't do it, you can't go solo uh, in the apocalypse. Uh, it's so much easier and beneficial to, to work together. And so these people become best friends almost immediately. Um, uh, so after that's done, the f Saturday is all workshops. Everybody runs through the same workshops. Uh, you, it's sort of like a rotation between all the instructors. We usually get guest instructors coming in. Uh, we do seminars in the evening. Um, and, uh, for any of the veterans coming back for second or third time, we do have advanced programming. So we usually group those people together. And so that when they come back to our workshop, They've, they've already done it, so we sort of add extra stuff and, and, and you know, just advanced programming so that it's not the same stuff. Um, and then uh, if people want to come as a group, uh, they are, there are group discounts. Uh, the more people, the better. Um, and, yeah, and then on the Sunday, uh, we sort of simulate a zombie apocalypse. Uh, we get volunteers from different LARPing groups and... and, and uh, a uh, bunch of our friends, we get done up as zombies and we chase people and it's sort of like an open sandbox style, kind of like an obstacle course, kind of like a a LARP, but it's it's um it's sort of like a choose your own adventure. Uh, there's a lot of things that people need to be taken care of. They have to gather resources, complete missions and how they do that with who they do that. Um, in the time that they're allocated, it's, it's all up to them. It's all in their hands. And so it's their, their sort of like mini future, their mini life is completely within their control and, and they sort of have to band together and, and, and do everything that we taught them the day before and, uh, and survive. And based on how well they do, we give them a score, their apocalyptic achievement level. And, uh, we sort of rate them from one to seven and basically, uh, tells them how well they're going to do should an apocalypse sort of happen tomorrow, let's say. So these bonds that people are creating the yeah. second they're getting there, do you get a lot of be quick best friends or do you get a lot of people who are kind of on the fence or it, any quick enemies? Uh, I would never any enemies. Here's the thing. We've been really lucky. We've never really... We've had some oddballs come out, but... Uh, but it just takes some time and everybody opens up and everybody loves each other. Uh, it, the, the camp doesn't really attract negative sort of closed minded people. It's always very great, inspirational, open minded, uh, loving, positive people. Everybody that comes to the camp, um, you know, there's some people that are a little bit more eccentric, a little bit more introverted. Everybody comes out of their shell and, and they, they realize that this is a place that you can be yourself and and no one's going to judge you for it and in fact people want you to 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 sort of be yourself and 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 you can sort of be whoever you want to be at that point anyway this so sounds it's, like it's an amazing team building experience it, it, it's it's i would say the 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 focus of it is definitely team building and and sort of cohesion uh with strangers and and that's sort of the you know that is a very realistic way of looking at, uh, let's say, global collapse or whatever, even if it's just a, a city sort of power outage or something. It gives you sort of this experience that that you can make friends and, and sort of band together and realize that, you know, you guys are better off working together instead of alone. It sounds like the experience is mixed. It's like an adult camp, 
It's a mix of an adult camp, but with actual survival guide stuff that I think people should generally know yes. and understand. Whether it's they're going camping, they want to put a fire together. I mean, I'm sure you take care of the basics. What are some of the things that I'm walking away from your camp that you know for sure that I'm going to be able to recreate outside of camp? Yeah, so... um <laughs> In our sort of opening speech at the camp, uh, we make a point to say um, that one of the most important things you're going to take away from from the weekend experience is that you're going to feel infinitely more badass. <laughs> um, shooting a bow, uh, you know, you may watch a couple of YouTube videos, but actually shooting it with some proper instruction there's nothing more exhilarating and confidence boosting than than shooting an arrow and having it go where you want it to go. Um, I, I, my specialty is the weapon. So I basically teach you not just how to use, you know, a knife or a machete. I teach you how to you pick up anything and being able to use use it most efficiently and, and sort of, you know, the, being able to recognize the best tool for the job. And that can be, mean, you know you can extrapolate that to an office you can at home um any sort of crisis situation whether you're in 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 uh, in the wild or in the city being able to recognize you know sort of uh, the um, the tools and things around you and and use them to their advantage the best way and most efficiently that's sort of what i teach um not just you know how to cut off zombie heads or stab eyes um there's a lot of underlying sort of themes and messages uh underneath the um, the the workshops archery a lot of precision control breathing stress reducing your own stress levels uh to be able to to focus and 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 do what needs to be done um bushcraft uh, which is what eric teaches uh wilderness survival you could be stuck somewhere in the wilderness. Uh, you could be able to f build a fire from nothing, uh, just using two sticks together. You know, we teach fire by friction, how to build a shelter so that you don't freeze to death. Or if you're wet and cold at night, you got to be able to, to, to get out of the rain or whatever. Um, and then especially what kind of plants you can eat in the wild. Uh, you know, there's just outside this building, there's a whole grocery store just like in these little patches of grass um, of really, really super nutritious, like superfood, dandelion, uh, lamb's quarter. These are more nutritious than spinach and kale. And it's fresh right out of the ground, right outside our buildings. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, we'll go shopping it, after this. I could, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll cook up you'll never dinner. look at a patch of grass the same. And, Clearly. Oh yeah. Um, Zomjitsu, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun name. It's, it's, um, uh, Peter, he's dabbled in pretty much every martial art there is, including gymnastics and parkour. And it's sort of a cross section of, of how to be able to move and be comfortable in your own body, not using any weapons, no tools. This is just you and you're in control and you're using your own body to sort of get out of situations and, and, and make yourself or put yourself in a safe situation. If you happen to find yourself in a dangerous one, um, you know, teaching you how to roll, how to actually handle a live zombie, just using your bare hands. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to crush its skull uh, or anything, but, uh, but you can sort of, uh, use basic Zamjitsu techniques that are based off of real martial arts and, and gymnastics and all that. Uh, um, it's sort of like a, a mishmash of different martial arts. Um, Fieldcraft. 
a crowd favorite always Dieter the military guy uh so he teaches basically how not to fight the zombie uh group cohesion how to sort of organize yourself you know the way that a, a lot of you know the the groups in in uh the walking dead or in in, in war movies you know they're using hand signals and, and sneaking around and being quiet and accomplishing missions without ever being seen that is the way to do it safely and properly. Um, you know, hitting a zombie with a crowbar in the head, that's sort of your last resort. Um, you know, when you're fighting back, a zombie should never see you out in the field. Um, you know, there could be really sort of serious dangers out there. Being able to use your environment and sneak around uh, tactically and be able to complete missions with minimal risk um, in a group where you guys are almost thinking like one mind uh is very freeing and liberating and 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 confidence boosting for sure. Tell me more about the fitness aspect. Yeah. Uh, uh there's the thing is with the fitness, we do have a guest instructor that 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 comes in and uh he teaches uh just basic moves that you can practice at home. This is sort of a crash course in terms of we teach you the skills any practice has to come from the the people after the fact, after the camp. So uh, we can teach you the moves, the techniques. It's up to you to practice after. You know, we don't make you into superheroes that are jacked up and, and, and fully conditioned just in one day. A lot of people eat a lot of humble pie on the Sunday outbreak. Uh, because they realize that, you know, maybe they're very skilled in some things, but their conditioning is just, just way, way not up to par. And, and, um, and they sort of, it becomes a, a very, very real, very, very fast for a lot of people. So it, a lot of people, like we've had people quit smoking because of the outbreak. Uh, people have completely changed their workout routines uh, because of what they learned at zombie camp just from the just from the outbreak itself. What's the basic physical fitness routine or regimens that you guys are doing during the weekend? Well, we actually do, uh, Dieter, he does a um, sort of like a jog and a, a fitness sort of just very basic. He does like some, some push-ups, some, some sit-ups, uh, a little bit of a jog and some stretches. Uh, and actually in the morning to get everybody sort of ready for all the, the, the physical activity. It's optional because um, the thing is we have people come from, uh, you know, come every body type. And so we want it's 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 a weekend for you to feel comfortable, and we don't push people uh, to to do things that they're not comfortable doing. Uh, we've had people sit out from from workshops just because they aren't physically fit enough, or don't want to do a role, and and you know don't feel safe. That we make the whole weekend completely sort of to your level. If if there's a group that is super jacked up and they're all fitness freaks and they want to do tons of stuff, well, we push them to sort of where their comfort level is. We don't overexert anybody, and uh, and sort of people fall into their niche. People fall into their sort of um, spot where they would normally be. Is and there a lot of mixing of groups? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mixed groups. Um, you know, we, we try to keep friends together. Um, but the the whole thing is that it's not you're not fighting each other you're you're working together so it's really the entire group that comes up for the weekend becomes one big gigantic survival group and uh it's very empowering are substances allowed uh no it is a a dry weekend but we do say uh if you know 
if there are unmarked uh, containers and we don't see it, and if it happens in your cabins, we do say drink responsibly. We don't allow drugs uh, simply because these are held at kids' camps. So, you know, they're usually being turned around and, and run as a kids' camp the next weekend or whatever. Uh, so we want to sort of keep a clean environment uh, and respect the premises. These are not, this is not our property. We're renting it. Um, so, uh, yeah, here's the thing. It, it, we're out in the sun. We're doing a little bit of running around. It's a little bit of physical activity. Uh, I've seen people that drank a little too much the night before and get taken out within the first half hour of the outbreak simply because they keel over and start uh, vomiting on the on the field because of the hot sun and zombies chasing them and they just they couldn't take it. And it's almost like the real thing. It, it, things that could have been avoided just by not drinking the night before. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense why substances aren't allowed. I mean, if there's an actual outbreak, are you really going to be concerned about getting drunk that night? Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, do you want to, you know, inebriate yourself uh, when there's, a, you know, a crisis that inhibits your, 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 your safety? So I want to ask you a personal question. Yeah. Back to you being the weapons specialist. What's your go-to tool? What's the one weapon that you know when the zombie apocalypse happens that's going to keep you alive for as long as you hope? Um, I actually keep it on me at all times. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I thought otherwise. I just, uh, it's a, a knife, uh, just a survival sort of knife. It's about the, the same, it's about the, the length of my hand. May I? And absolutely. I do keep it relatively sharp. Um, it's just, a, a, a. I think I bought it for like, uh, I don't know, five bucks off eBay. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the original one I bought, it was, I ended up finding out the hard way that it was, uh, it was a imitation or, um, counterfeit or whatever you call it. Um, and, uh, I threw it against a tree just to, you know, goofing around, like thinking I could throw knives or whatever, threw it against a tree and it broke. <laughs> The blade snapped uh, off yeah, the handle. Yeah, it, it, it actually broke inside the handle. And it's supposed to be like a full tang, meaning that the, the metal goes all the way through the handle. Uh, so it's cheap imitation. And so I ended up buying this one and threw it against the concrete several times, trying to break it. And it did not break. It just kind of scuffed up a little bit. So uh, I'll definitely trust that. And the point is, uh, with this um, knife, I can pretty much make anything. Um, I can make a spear, I can make uh, other weapons, I can make other tools. Uh, with this, it's sort of a universal thing. Whether it's a Swiss Army knife or a little saw or whatever, uh, I can pretty much make anything just using this. So there's no sense in grabbing something big that's just meant for one use. I like something that's that's multi-use, multifunctional. And which weapon would you say are campers most excited to put their hands on or what what is there an, a, a point where you have to kind of judge your group and say this is what i think you're ready for this is what i think is the advanced group is ready for um well in the workshops we use uh training uh weapons uh, we don't actually use real stuff because you know a sharp machete if you don't know how to wield that properly uh you know there's increases the 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 risk of uh, of self-injury um and uh, so we don't hand beginners just sharp machetes to swing around, you know, randomly. Uh, we use uh, training batons. Uh, so just these pipes that sort of, you know, make you 
uh, be in full control. Uh, we use rubber training knives and, and sort of padded sticks uh, for the workshops. Uh, but then in the evening, we actually have uh, something called a survival expo. You know, people choose sort of where they want to be engaged. Uh, we teach knots. We teach uh, bug out survival gear, uh, you know, stuff that'll help you survive in the wild, fire by friction. Uh, and my table is actually I have all of my real weapons. I actually have a weapon wall at home uh, and I sort of go through them saying what makes a good weapon, what makes a bad weapon, what are the multifunctions of various types of weapons and sort of in my opinion I grade them across the spectrum from the worst weapons to sort of the best ones to use in zombie combat or just an ap apocalypse in general. So you mentioned LARPing before and I feel like that's a huge part of this weekend. For those who don't know about what LARPing is, live action role playing. Yeah. Uh so um it's uh it's a little different. Uh, live action role play. We do. We actually. We're all LARPers. Uh, we do. Uh, we're actually doing a LARP next weekend uh, at uh, Z World. They're a zombie apocalypse, sort of post apocalyptic themed uh, LARP, and uh, and that's what they do. They specialize in the sort of role playing, resource gathering, uh, using padded weapons to fight other zombies. Um, <clears throat> and it's sort of uh, it's it's done in a very safe yet exhilarating way. We try to make things as real as possible. So, for example, at a LARP, generally you're hitting arms and legs, and you're pretty much limited to that. Uh, in in our camp, I teach you actually how to hit like a zombie in the head, because we all know that the only way to sort of take out a zombie is to destroy that head or to decapitate. Uh, so they do use padded weapons, uh, but I'm wearing a helmet, and I expect people to hit me in the head properly using the techniques that I, t I teach them if they don't I keep coming and I'm and I'm sort of you know unrelenting until they get me with the proper technique they got to stab me in the eye or, or whatever it is that I teach them um, otherwise the, the 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 hits don't count role play in terms of uh, yeah there's zombies around they're not real zombies but it becomes very real for a lot of people uh, in the in sort of the, the the zombie simulation that we put out resource gathering uh, it, you know it's it's not that you can level up points and now you know how to make fire quote unquote at the, you know or you 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 acquire a, a spell that can make fire no no you actually have to get the resources to make a real fire. One of the jobs, one of the missions, they actually have to make real fire uh, to build it and maintain it. It's not sort of make-belief. They actually have to go out and get these things. They have to collect wild edibles and make sure they're actually the species that you can eat and not poisonous ones. Uh, we don't make them eat it as proof, but we can sort of identify the plants. And But that's one of the things is that it's it's not that fantasy based a lot of it is 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 sort of a, a a sort of washed over simulation but it's all real skills that they have to actually do they actually have to shoot a zombie in the head with their with the with the bow and arrow they well, actually headshots only will some of them want to eat what go you know go to that extra level and essentially eat? absolutely we like i mean we do just tell people always uh you know because there's risk of allergies like um certain plants can react differently with different people uh but uh for the most part the the plants that we identify are safe 
for everyone. Uh, but there's certain tests you can do. You rub it on your on your on your skin. If you get any reaction, don't put it in your mouth. If you don't get it on your skin, you can try your lips. If your lip feels numb or, or puffy, don't eat it. And then there, you know, and then the second time is or the third thing is to eat actually eat a small amount and wait like an hour or two and see if you feel fine. And then you can start consuming it. Again, moderation for for most plants. I can always turn any conversation with any interview that I have here about food. So I really want to know what the food aspects are like at the survival camp. What are you cooking? Who's cooking? And is it all part of the culture or the the education that you're providing? Or is there sometimes you guys are just cooking them a gourmet camping meal? Uh, if it was up to me, I would love for people to have to hunt their own food all weekend and <laughs> in, in, in a real survival situation. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, because it's a functioning kids camp for the most part during the summer. Uh, they have a full kitchen, uh, fully staffed, and they take care of all the meals. So everything from like pancakes in the morning uh, or scrambled eggs, uh, you get lasagna or pizza, salads, uh, and it's sort of like a buffet style. So it, you're eating probably better than you do at home at this camp. So it's camp. It's, 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 it's like regular camp. It sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Um, people, when they do the workshop with the wild edibles, uh, if they, some people, uh, we've had people in the past, you know, whatever they actually collect on their way to the dinner or lunch, they put it into their food. Sure. Um, we also do uh, like pine needle uh, teas uh, and wild edibles sort of plant tea where, you know, if people want to try some of the wild, the, the teas that you make to that are infused with the minerals and vitamins from the plants, that's great too. So, are you filming this? How are you documenting these these camp weekends? We actually have uh, uh, one of the guys on our team is uh, is uh, we all have nicknames. <laughs> uh, his nickname nickname is the Postman. Uh, he's sort of our administrator, keeps us in 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 connection with each other, handles our meetings. Uh, one of his jobs is to take pictures all weekend. Uh, and then after the camp, he puts it on a Flickr account. And so everybody has access to like over 500 images from the camp thing and posts on Facebook. Uh, we do take some video. Uh, people usually take video with their cell phones uh, throughout the camp and post them. Um, and uh, we've had a lot of, lot of media come up to our camps uh, the, pretty much the entire weekend. Uh news news crews we've had vice come out and do a whole weekend sort of like mini documentary on the camp um radio stations uh yeah everybody tons and tons of media coverage uh at the camp um so yeah and you also do a podcast we do we, we just we started uh back in winter um just because we like to talk and we like the subject matter. And so we just love to to sort of communicate to, to our, you know, our fans or people that have been involved with the camp somehow. Um, you know, we have a lot of loyalty. A lot of people come and help us out for various events and things like that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it just started out, you know, talking about random stuff, zombie culture related uh, and just sort of each episode is sort of theme. We've only got three up right now. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's fun. It's just sort of people have told us that we're that they one of the the best experiences of the camp is is us is the instructors and uh people seem to be really drawn to us and you know we're really friendly guys very humble a lot of people sort of think that we're going to be these condescending you know nerds that are going to tell you what's up and tell you how to do it and that's the only way to fly no no we we don't know everything we know a lot but 
and we can sort of guide you into knowing the same things we know, but we're constantly learning stuff. We're constantly training. This is a lifestyle. We do this all the time. We live it. And uh, so we're, you know, anybody that tells you that they know everything, they don't know anything. So. Well, we'll have you and the guys over again. Sure. I have not just you. <laughs> and we definitely like to hear some of your archive stuff. So we'll put that on the website for sure, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a couple more questions. Just been writing down some notes as we go. Some, something that, that's been bugging me. I, I want to know what you think of these roomscapes, these roomscapes that are popping up in, in Toronto. They're kind of like these um, LARPing in a sense where it's in the city or just outside of the city. They give you all these clues. You kind of have to survive uh, and escape a room. Usually it's a mental asylum or some sort of scenario similar to, I guess, what you may be doing. I, I uh, vaguely, vaguely heard about this stuff. I didn't realize it was it was it was a huge thing i wouldn't say it's a huge thing okay. I, I would say it's getting more and more popular just as much as you guys are getting more and more popular it just seems like live action role playing has really taken this next step of people really want to be put into these worlds into these scenarios and experience something that they could only imagine from seeing the movies from seeing the shows where these people such as yourself are living this you know not not necessarily this imaginary aspect of apocalyptic futurism i hope any of or all of those words worked out in that <laughs> sentence but the idea here is i feel like video games are not necessarily enough anymore this it's kind of like this improvisation that's going on combined with this kind of gaming larping aspect where people are shelling out 12 bucks 15 bucks a person to go and experience an hour half an hour or a whole weekend's worth of scenario based ex basically experiments that they're the the control in they're in the actual experiment themselves it's really taken on a whole new aspect of camping of these adventure camps but more so it's this niche market of adults who are still trying to grasp maybe an aspect of their childhood but really develop up into something that their adulthood is going to be more appreciative and enjoy um it, yes uh, i i really think it stems from people being really really bored um there's our lives are so easy um you know we don't have to worry about you know clean water sanitation a lot of these things that are real problems um video games it's a huge escape um going out partying every night it's it's an escape it's people are bored and don't know what to do with their time and and people make tons of money and they don't know what to do with it um so why not try something that's entertaining uh you know we have everybody's always on their phone playing games texting or whatever doing some constant constant stimulation phones aren't allowed at zombie survival camp are they um what we say is uh you can use your phone all weekend uh except for the outbreak mainly because you can fall and crush it and nobody wants that i'm just saying do you guys encourage a, a disconnect from, yeah, from technology a disconnect from technology is that part of it uh we're huge fans of social media so if someone i'd rather have someone post cool pictures and make 10 of their friends super jealous of where they are at the time i so. hear yeah when marketing is involved yeah. yeah you guys are a grassroots company so you'll take everything that you can get Absolutely, and i totally yeah. understand that yeah. so what, tell me like a funny story from an outbreak or something that a realization that most people don't think they're gonna get um <laughs> it's uh we're 
we sort of describe and, and sort of explain the rule, vague rules of the outbreak the night before. Um, so we uh, we sort of tell them what to expect, things they're allowed to do, things that are expected of them. Um, but it's all sort of vague and we sort of, we give them the rules. We give them an outline of, 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 uh, what they're supposed to be doing and, and the areas of engagement and things like that. Uh, and it all sort of becomes clear on the day of, but anyway, um, it's sort of vague because a lot of the rules or, or, or their experience comes from within and, and, and comes through them. So we sort of, um, you know, explain these are the rules. Anything outside the rules, there are no rules. Um, I, you know, a lot of these people are, you know, mature adults. Uh, so a lot of them, you know, if it feels like cheating during the game, well, then you're cheating. Stop. And and people sort of respect that and they sort of have fun and encourage other people to, to be involved. It's not the same, you know, three people that are doing everything. Uh, we want everybody to be engaged as much as possible to their comfort level. Uh, maybe a little bit outside of their comfort level too, just uh, just because that's where the exhilaration and fun come in. People don't realize how real it becomes, and when they they know us, they know they get to know us all weekend, and then all of a sudden they see us out in the distance, just creepily walking like a zombie, and people don't realize they they can't they can't fathom how different it is when they see actually see that, or they may not even see anything, but they hear like a, a shrill scream out and off in the distance. And it, everybody across the board, everybody just gets goosebumps and they just get quiet. And it's all fun and games at breakfast and everybody's smiling and excited and go to. But as soon as that, that siren goes off or that first scream off in the distance and, and they know it's it's the game is on, the simulation is the zombies are on the property and now they have to figure themselves out. It just becomes chaos, utter chaos and and they they sort of persevere through those that first half hour to an hour of just completely being in the black not knowing what to do and then the things start to come come in then the skills that they remember and and it becomes like a full journey is this this sort of uh you know an experience where they're completely terrified a lot of the people are 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 completely scared because they don't want to lose. They want to win. They want to survive. They want to be able to, to survive to the end of the game. And, uh, and then, you know, we do a reset at sort of, uh, at lunchtime and, and, and get everybody sort of calmed down. And then, and then we bring it right back up and it, and it's, it's a, it's a very serious emotional roller coaster. And, uh, we do, uh, sort of, you know, we, we get people to, to, to give us feedback. We, we have these forms and because we're always trying to make the camp be a better experience for everybody. And, and, uh, any changes we make in the camp, are are solely based off of the feedback we get from these from these forms, um, and uh, you know one of the things is you know what's your favorite part of the the camp? It, pretty much nine out of ten is always going to be the outbreak, the outbreak scenario. So it's, it's yeah, we teach you all these cool skills, give you confidence, uh, you know, make you feel badass, but it's really that that experience at the end where uh where they can be whoever they want to be they choose their level of involvement uh they choose how their adventure unfolds everything that they do every little thing that they do matters hugely for the group and for the whole survival you know sort of aspect of the game no two outbreaks have ever been the same we sort of 
guide them we sort of influence them you know sort of like this you know third person sort of uh almost like a narrator we kind of like drive the 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 game but ultimately how quickly they do the 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 obstacles or how quickly they accomplish the missions how they do them who does them uh is all up to them and then when people die and they turn into zombies it's 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 emotional. Uh, I've seen couples get completely teary eyed because they they had their loved one taken away or lost out and haven't seen their loved one, you know, their couple or boyfriend or girlfriend. They haven't seen them for the last hour. And, you know, it's not a huge property, but it's like, well, what happened to them? And there's sort of like a sense of unknown and, and um the the stories that come out of the, the the outbreak alone is just incredible. It's it's an experience you'll have forever, and uh, and people say it's the it was the best time of their life. It sounds like so much fun. Oh yeah, it sounds like an amazing experience. Tell me, any boyfriends and girlfriends breaking up or making up or any any matchmaking going on because uh, of this? It, or best uh, friends making, like finding, like you guys found each other or people finding their uh, best friends and walking away? One of our away? most epic uh, stories, uh, two strangers uh, come to camp. Um, they get put in a group together. They, uh, they both become friends. Uh, one guy owns a company. And the other guy was looking for a job, end up finding employment. Now they're partners. Now they, now they, the one guy works for the other guy and, and, and they're like friends outside of work and also work together. If it wasn't for, for zombie camp, um, we've had, yeah, people have quit smoking people. We've seen, um, couples that seem to be strong, uh, see how their loved ones react in the time of, uh, you know, in time of risk and crisis and, and, end up being completely abandoned in the field and uh you know that causes some tension which is kind of funny to see <laughs> we're definitely gonna have to have you back cool i want you and the guys to come we'll talk zombie movies books culture we can do it all i bet you guys can <laughs> uh plug your stuff we're nearing up on the on the hour sure where can people contact you get in touch with you and the rest of the guys uh so the main website is zombie survival camp.ca uh that's uh pretty much for the entire for for the camp uh, we also do a lot of extra stuff on Facebook, uh, such so as Facebook.com Zombie Survival Camp. Um, we do. Uh, we have a, a weekend coming up, the, uh, or this this Saturday, we're doing a zombie apocalyptic themed canoe trip. Uh, where we learn how to canoe first off and then run them through various scenarios uh, that they could encounter on in a zombie post-apocalyptic world. Um, we do, uh, uh, there's a LARP coming on. So basically all the events outside of the actual camp because we we like to do things almost every weekend uh so people can get involved just by going to our facebook group and and seeing what's up there it's gonna be great you guys got tons of events coming oh yeah 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 zombie survival camp.ca a real camp for adults where you learn real survival skills but with the ultimate apocalyptic twist skills like archery weapons combat shelter building Wild edible plants, fire starting, self-defense, group dynamics, tactical operations, and basic first aid. And on the final day of the camp, their survivors must endure a simulated zombie outbreak and apply all their newly acquired skills. Dominic Aitankowski, thank you very much for coming today. Again, we're going to come check out your podcast. Check us out and check Dominic's podcast out, maybe on the Never Sleeps Network, definitely on the front page. We're going to put that up there. Uh, I guess got one final question for you, Dominic, sure. today. You can answer it now or we can save it for another time. Cool. Do zombies exist? 
<laughs> uh, we get this asked a lot. Um, if they don't, well, then we're just having a hell of a good time preparing for them. So it's, like, it's a win-win. I, I like that answer. Yeah. All right, Ross Never Sleepers, sleep tight. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.